tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome back to AfterBuzz Tees, AfterBuzz TV's <laughs> Ascension After Show. I'm too excited. Um, we are recapping night three, episode three, um, whichever episode. It's- Five and six. Five and six. It's confusing. Night three. It's night three. Yeah. It's night three of Ascension. The finale of the miniseries. I hope not the last. We don't know yet. Potentially it could be the last thing we ever see of Ascension. Um, but let's dive into it. Who this are is, you? I'm Zach Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Zach Wilson. My great panel, Isaac Johnson and Megan Salinas are here. Hello. Jackie Braska unfortunately couldn't join us tonight, but we wish her well. Um, She's on she, Proxima. <laughs> she got transported by a magical electricity evolution. She was here one moment, thing. and then there was a lot of screaming, and then shoosh, gone. Something written like off. that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Jackie Baraski's been written off of the podcast. Although that that being said, where do you think the other guy went? Maybe he's in a different place. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends. Maybe he went to the red planet. Yeah, she went to the death planet. <laughs> she went to the death. He went to the blue. Yeah. Uh, he took the blue pill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's so let's 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 dissect this episode. Or first of all. What do you guys think? Overall thoughts? I was really surprised. This, I, not so much at what ended up happening and the directions that the series took. I was just really surprised at how invested I found myself. Um, because you never know whether a show is going to be good or not when you start watching. But now that this is all said and done, I can definitely say that there were definitely points in my seat where I'm like leaning in, like staring at the TV. So I, I enjoyed it. I had fun. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool. It's definitely the most action-packed episode that we've had. Um, I really enjoyed that that aspect of it, and I, yeah, I was pretty like pretty into it most of the way through. But then, um, you know, that ending, kind of like in the pot, or I guess the ooh, almost knocked that over. Almost like in the initial episode, how like at the end it kind of really grabbed you, and you're like, "Oh gosh, now I need to know what happens next." That was yep. kind of how it hit me at the end. Yeah, overall as a series, like which is like we just blew through this series yeah. in in three days. But overall, the first episode really was like a solid episode. Wasn't it had some faults that were almost like masked by the awesome twist at the end right. of the first night. Second episode a little slow. Um, was clearly the middle. Um, it was clearly like, this is the beginning, here's the big twist. This is the end, we're building to something crazy. Yeah. Um, I got really excited. Like, I found myself way more invested than I realized <laughs> when Harris is like, they are heroes, and they are going to space. I, like, my yeah. arms shot up. I'm like, yes, they're going to space. <laughs> <laughs> I got really excited. Zach was really happy when he said that. 
Yeah. Well, the thing for me is, as much as I love that twist, because as it, just taking this show alone, that's a really fun twist. It's really exciting. It's really dramatic. But I was excited about this show because I was excited about a space show. Sure. Yeah. We haven't yeah. gotten a good space show since Battlestar Galactica. Uh, yeah, and, and that was a while been a ago. A couple years since Battlestar ended. Yeah, there's a lot of years, I think. Yeah, it's been long enough that you'd think somebody would have invested in a really good space series. Perhaps uh, it was some sort of contract dispute with Trisha Heffler because <laughs> she wasn't Battlestar. No so. one else was allowed to <laughs> yeah. do space series. Some specific contract well, provision. Maybe, maybe there's something to that. Maybe people were intimidated for a little bit of doing space shows because, I mean, uh, I mean, besides Battlestar, the last like really good one that people latched onto that I can think of anyway was Firefly. That one only lasted eleven oh, episodes. Yeah, that was. So I don't know. Maybe maybe after Battlestar, people were like, "Okay, like we that does it. We can't have another really good space show for yeah, a while." I guess space shows are are tend to be they do tend to be expensive, mm-hmm. depending on what the concept is. Ascension, if it moves forward, does have the potential to be a lower and lower budget space show because it's all confined to. To the ship. Uh, to the like, ship Ascension, if it does actually going. go yeah. into space. And whatever's going on in the, the base on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we've got Stokes running around. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Um, but it's nothing too insane. It's not Battlestar Galactica. There aren't space battles. Right. We don't have, like, battleships, like, traveling through time and nonsense like that. There aren't crazy robots running around. Yeah. Cylons and yeah. stuff. And that's. Oops, sorry, I was yeah. say, do you think when he says that you know they are going into space? I mean, we we obviously see Aaron or Oren, whatever we want to call him, <laughs> um, on that planet at the end um, in space. I'm gonna, gonna guess. Um, does he mean the ship is actually going to travel, or are they all going to like uh, transport themselves somehow, like to these planets because they know that, about Krista's power? That's oh, go ahead. I'm, no, no, no. Oh, I was going to say, like, that's that's my question, too, yeah. is, like, did was he planning on hitting a button that would launch them all? Like, because theoretically, Ascension had the capability of launching. Um, but, like, I think it would throw everybody off if, like, they were to hit a button and they'd launch up into space because then that would make what was supposed to be a 100-year journey or a 100-year experiment 150 years. Like, mm-hmm. they'd be on the ship for another for 50 years longer than they were planning on it. Sure. And, like, the illusion would still be broken if all of a sudden they launched up into space yeah, for real. That's true. Um, because there's there's no way you could launch the ship without everyone on the ship knowing. So Krista, I guess, would be the only option. Well, you could say, like, we have to go into a boost mode <laughs> or something. Light speed. Um, mm. All of a sudden, after the boost, like, why isn't there any gravity anymore? <laughs> Um, But I think more likely the motive, the way that they're being teleported and what we saw with Galt being showing up on what I'm assuming is Proxima at the end there, um, I think Krista's powers eventually are supposed to get to a point where she can just transport the whole ship. And so, like, they could be on Proxima like that, like... 
yeah. once she gets strong enough in whatever she can do. Yeah, well, that also seems to have oxygen on it, um, the planet Proxima. Yeah. Um, well, maybe that's the whole like point of no return thing, the fact that they're trying to like influence genetics, and they're hoping, I guess, to have Krista have that power, because it seemed like that's exactly what Harris wanted. Maybe that point of no return is like, okay, well, now they can actually go there because they've developed this person that can do what they need to do. Yeah, so in a sense, it was they needed to, whatever it is about this evolution, they needed to bottle these people up. Mm -hmm. So it sort of was just like a 50-year countdown sequence, Is if that's if we're putting all these pieces together correctly. Yeah, because they said it would take at least three generations before stuff like this would start popping up. So I wonder, I, I guess the big question is like, what is it that took three generations. Like, what is it about Krista that is different? Yeah, because that was never really fully explained. It's just like, okay, she has some psychic powers now that seem to have some... And by not fully explained, you mean not explained at (laughs) all. (laughs) No. Yeah, the only thing that sort of, like... It goes to is like that conversation that like Kruger had with Harris, where she's they're talking about eugenics, which like eugenics is like the idea that you can like like breed certain um, like desirable traits into people. Like it was kind of like he's back in the thirties with the, the Nazis and that yeah. sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, which is kind of where it comes from. Which is why she, when she says that word, he's like, I wouldn't go that far, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like it seems like through this like birthing right sort of thing that they're that they've been trying to get a specific kind of person where it's like, why that's why the lower deckers don't repro- you know, uh, gosh, what's the word? I can't think of it. That's why they don't have kids. Yeah. And like some of the upper deckers can have kids because they're trying to like breed this specific trait. You know, smart people have smarter babies and then I guess apparently a psychic baby or something. Yeah, so Harris <laughs> may not be in control. Like, I, th- I believe him when he says he is not in control yeah. of the birthing mm-hmm. uh, lottery. Because that would mess up the experiment. Yeah, because yeah. um, I think more than anything, he believes in this experiment. Oh, he yeah. believes in what he's doing and what they're doing and doesn't want to interfere. I think he except does. Except when he wants a necklace. Yeah, except for that one time. Creeper. Um, but. Yeah. Um, although, hmm, I guess he didn't. He, he just sent his like sent his man on the inside, in, and he's like, "Get the get your wife's <laughs> necklace and then drop it off." I'm sure that you won't find this throw weird it, or suspicious at all. Throw it into space. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just do it. <laughs> How weird does that have to be? That the man on the inside is you know the doctor's wife. That yeah, it's just so weird because he's got this weird fascination. Oh, with I oh, assume yeah. that he, like. He maybe not had influence on the birthing process, but I'll bet he had influence to like get that guy paired up or something. Or mm. he picked him because he was her, like the her husband. Ma- oh man, because he's living very much vicariously through this guy. Yeah, um, he's not just his like hand, eyes and ears and hands on the ship, or not his eyes and ears, but his hands on the ship. <laughs> It's his hands on the woman that he loves. Yeah. Ugh, so gross. creepy. So creepy. <laughs> Where they have no privacy. Um, oh, but what I was saying before, um, I don't think that Harris directly manipulates the birthing like selection or at all. But whatever necessary traits that are in the computer is very right. much designed to 
find this result. Whatever it is, whatever gene, like, recessed gene that they need to find. Yeah, that's the whole, like, the computer has an algorithm, which I'm like, yeah, algorithm, that sounds like a science-y word. I <laughs> believe that. Um, well, it is, I mean, effectively, it is an algorithm. It's based, yeah. it, based on their DNA. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that, if the kids that were taken, that were, like, were, because we were told basically that kids were taken mm-hmm. uh, like against their will. We had the mm-hmm. adults, adult, adult scientists volunteer, and the kids were just like conscripted. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they had certain genetic markers so that the kids mm-hmm. had to be like have these certain traits that would then lead eventually to Krista being born. Well, and you probably also have to just think of you you need a certain amount of genetic variance in there too because, you know, the kids obviously brought in there for for their traits and things like that, but if you only had the adults there, you know, I I imagine that the gene pool might not get varied enough within the time that they want and with ages and yeah. everything like yeah, that. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure all that went into this algorithm and everything like that. Yeah. Now there's a lot of stuff at work here, which we saw from the from Catherine's little and the TC group's little invasion force mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. That took a turn. That got dark. Like yeah. they were gonna kill Harris, and yeah. oh man! And then what happens to Catherine at the end? That got really dark too, and we don't know where in space Medici got sent. Although I was totally on board with Harris push- pushing her at that yeah. point. Like <laughs> she was ready to kill him. Like this is his like the project he spent his literally his entire life yeah. doing, and like whether he's a little bit off his rocker or not arguable, but he's not doing anything bad. He's just, he believes in this project. He believes in what I don't know, how did you guys by the end of this, how do you feel about Harris? um, I don't know how to feel about him, but he does say like when he's having that conversation with her, he's just like, I'm obsessed that's why I'm the right person, so well, she has a vested in interest in mm-hmm. this as well, too. She might not care about the individual people on right. the ship in, to the extent that he does, you know, with being a creeper and being obsessed yeah. in the way that he is. But I, I enjoyed that story that she told about how she ended up being, you know, uh, how she met his father, Harris's father, um, just being a kid and... Um, respecting him and no one no one you know people were intimidated by him and she just walked right up to him and introduced herself when he was demanding uh for her wrench <laughs> and everybody else was too afraid to go near him because uh, he was threatening to kill everybody and mm-hmm. um so i she's been working on this from a very young age as well because he hired her on the spot right and so she definitely has a vested interest in this project as well and i can't help but wonder if there hasn't always been this rivalry between her and Harris, because obviously um, Harris's father saw something in her that mm-hmm. he respected, right. and Harris got this project because it was handed down to him. So I can't help but wonder if they're sort of if they didn't have this big rivalry going for years and years and years. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but maybe that's why she's able to be so cold to him. Even when she's like, look, I'm removing you from your place. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to tell my family? What kind of accent is it going to be? Like, 
Just talking about killing them. <laughs> Your and family kinda, will be well provided look, for. Look, they're going to be taken care of. Don't worry about it. And then, and then they beat him up on top of. <laughs> yeah, that was a little excessive. Yeah, they were just going to go kill him. Yeah, he's already going to die. You're going to punch him in the gut a couple times. Yeah, it's not like he like did anything wrong to them. Like they just just didn't like how he uh, was doing his job. Just following orders, but they could have just escorted him. Maybe out. she got the gold package. She's like, okay, yeah, we'll kill him for this package. But if you get the gold package, we'll rub him up a little too. <laughs> Uh, like, I do like the gold package. That sounds great. Yeah, I'll have some of that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, as um, Catherine is watching this whole thing unfold, we see that she is like, she cares just as much for whatever reason. Who do you guys think at this point the TC group is? We know nothing about them except the, the letters TC. Do we know what that stands for? Mm-mm. Ah oh, man, mm. if we missed it, let us know because I don't. No, they at they all. keep they just refer to them as the TC group. So unless it's like scribbled somewhere in like a little corner on the screen, yeah, they're not so. telling us yet. They're holding just, on to that information. It's the too cool group, man. <laughs> <laughs> too cool for for explanation, I guess. The terribly cumbersome group. Time uh, control, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think of something interesting that it could be teleportation company group. Uh, <laughs> um, teleportation the- coordinator. <laughs> um, but teleportation is something that could be, it could very well be because Maybe. that's effectively what Krista does. Like she teleports Galt onto an alien world. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old Galt. Yeah, hopefully she'll be able to like teleport some supplies up there for him or something. Because food at the very least. Yeah, he looks all alone. I mean, that's not good. Galt in this episode is just kicked down and down and down and (laughs) down. Poor guy. Like just like when he starts to go up, he just goes further down. Like we opened up on him and his like at the the, uh, Astera. Celebration, yeah, yeah. At and his like the woman he's in love with gets like the permission to have a baby with granted it's a with her husband but yeah, shouldn't be all that surprising. Yeah. But he at the same time he get he's getting turned down for marriage approval. Like yeah. at the oh. same time, so he's not really allowed to move on in this scenario. Sure. So I, I'm not saying that he's guiltless or anything like yeah. that, but like he's not really allowed to move on. He so he keeps fixating on her, and that's not obviously good since she's married. How sad was that when the captain's like, you, you, did you apply for a uh, marriage uh, license? It's like, three years running. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, oh, poor Galt. Poor old Galt. Yeah, he'll console his- himself with a married woman. That's what you do, <laughs> I guess. Or a or a bottle of alcohol. It's just really yeah. sad. Everybody <laughs> drinks on this ship. Yeah, every where is all the alcohol coming from? That is my big question for this show because that it implies that there is a massive distillery on board, and that seems yeah. incredibly wasteful. Right. I gotta imagine. Well, I could guess- you imagine going a hundred years without booze, Zach? I think that if you're on a space mission, it's reasonable yeah, can, or necessary. Can't imagine going a hundred minutes without booze. <laughs> what do you um, think's in these cups? Yeah, I know. Um, but I gotta imagine there's there's like a moonshine business somewhere with all the other like sort of black market. Well, they the they TC. talk about um, yeah they oh sorry did I cut somebody off? No. I said the TC makes the alcohol. There you ah, go. What kind of liquor? 
Oh, yay. I'm trying to think of a good liquor abbreviation that stands for It's the tequila can. Ooh, the tequila company. I like it. (laughs) Tequila company group. (laughs) Um, So really, they're the good guys in this scenario, then. They sound pretty good to me. But, so Galt, he he also gets into a huge fight where he gets beaten down, and then he's knocked out. And then he's on, like... Then he's on this mission to go and save everyone before they all suffocate. And, of course, the captain sends him out to, like, investigate stuff with the Uh, woman that he's in love with. Yeah, and that's just awkward. He's like, Captain, I got... I go do this other thing that needs to happen. He's like, no! Go do this thing (laughs) I told you to do. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) And and then and then to top it all off, he goes down. He starts he starts pulling a Krista and is seeing Lorelai. And that's something else that's never explained too is yeah. why this vision of Lorelai keeps appearing and helping people get to wherever they need to go. Is she a ghost at this point? Is she a projection of Krista's own consciousness? Is she something else entirely? I I don't know what it like. I I kind of want to say ghost because I like the idea of like a ghost on a spaceship but that's not again I I highly doubt that's likely I think it's more likely that she's some sort of manifestation of Krista's subconscious she looked like something out of the ring yeah seriously super creepy she looked like Samara for sure I guess Krista could be controlling her I was like well how the heck does Galt see her like I get Krista could be having her weird you know how she sees the future and stuff and like can she project her to help him save her uh, that's yeah i mean i'd say that if if she's i guess it depends on what this really is mm-hmm. is it an evolute they call it they're they refer to it as punctuated evolution mm-hmm. which i'm assuming is just like controlled like forced evolution of, or in a way but if it is just like an evolution then i guess it would be uh, a psychic ability that's like either helping her by like Having something show her information that she's not consciously aware of, mm-hmm. or if it's an if it's if it's not pure evolution and it's an outside force of some kind, something is showing her this to help her. I'm sort of figuring that like when she hits Galt with the electrical bomb, whatever mm-hmm. stuff, he gets a piece of it, or oh, she could yeah. be projecting to save herself. I could see either way. one. I, I actually didn't think about it that way. That he might. It, especially because he he had that feeling he was able to feel that yeah. so, that something was about to happen yeah. um when she started to get in trouble so so that could definitely be it that he's now more in tune with whatever's going on with her mm-hmm. yeah it's um it'll be i mean i wish i could say it'll be interesting to see where they go i hope we get to see where they're going with this because um, there's any number of places that her powers could take her and take this show because it's such a wild card at this point we just don't have a lot of information yeah um so i want to take a quick break while we're at this uh, nice little stopping point before we get into captain viandra yeah. and yeah. uh we can t- and then we'll talk about samantha and stokes on the run um, but I want to do a quick talk to you guys about iTunes because I want to give a shout out to some of you guys who who heeded my my call and went on to iTunes and hit us with a review for this very short show. And even though we're going off the air for now, these reviews matter more now than I think than in than on most shows because 
as sci-fi decides whether or not they're going to renew Ascension, mm-hmm. whether they're going to pick it up for another season, another mini-season, whatever they're going to do, they're going to be looking at stuff like After Buzz. They're going to be looking at, did fans like this? Did they engage with social media about this? Yeah. And if you don't think that it matters, the fact that you engaged about Ascension on Twitter, on iTunes, on all this stuff, it absolutely does. They are I've I've heard from like NBC network like network executives are making casting decisions and like writers are making like they're making decisions on what characters to bring back based on Twitter. So yeah. if you don't think this matters, you're wrong. It really does. <laughs> and so the best way that you can help out not just us but also the show Ascension is to go on to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, hit us with a rating and a review. Make sure that everyone can see that there are tons of Ascension fans out there that want to see a season two, that want to know what happened to Galt on wherever the hell he is <laughs> yeah. um, and what's going to happen to this ship of people that's sitting there. And I want to know why, how, or how Harris plans to get these people into space. And see the adventures of Stokes as he travels the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drinking all the different vodkas. Yeah. Um, but I want to give a shout out to some of our fans who, did, who were nice enough to leave us some reviews in the early days. Um, Bass Clef says, there sure was an yeah. elephant in the room. Uh, <laughs> even though Ascension turned out to be Different than what I imagined, I was entertained, and I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep listening to this podcast. I've listened to these four hosts from various other podcasts, and they are awesome. Aww. I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say about the next episodes. And now you're hearing them, yeah. presumably. Thank yeah. you. Um, Eric464 says, cool show, cool podcast. I did have that what kind of show is this feeling. <laughs> but I kept watching, and I thought it was pretty good. I'm going to stick around for the next episodes. I can't wait to see what happens next. I'm also looking forward to listening to the podcast as well. This is a combination of hosts worthy of five stars. You guys are the best. Um, And Ms. Brooklyn 79, great recap. I'm really glad AfterBuzz is recapping all three nights of this series. You guys did a great job explaining all the details the show threw at us. They have put a lot of work into the world building of the life on the ship. Very interesting. I did not see the twist coming, even though the, looking back, there were a lot of hints. I missed the fact that the mysterious guy in Krista's room was wearing a hazmat suit, something they wouldn't have had on the ship. Good catch. Still missing the clues made the twist... So much more satisfying and exciting. Yay! Yeah. Thank you guys so much. My mom watches your after show too. She likes it. Oh, really? Huzzah! Yep. Steven's mom <laughs> likes our show. Yay! Uh, hi, Steven's mom. Yeah, thanks for listening, Steven's Hi, mom. Mrs. Lemieux. <laughs> I don't know which camera. Anyway, oh, hi, Mrs. Mrs. Lemieux. Um, but yeah, so let's dive back in. Let's talk about Captain Viandra in this episode. That was awesome. That was incredible. That's yeah. probably, like, as good as this episode was, that's probably my favorite takeaway is just seeing her, you know, take command of the ship. After all the nonsense that she's put up with and all the, you know, kind of double dealing that she's done to try to keep her husband in power, even though he's fooling around and everything like that, it was, it was just gratifying to see her take the helm of the ship. It was great. I mean, she goes through a lot in this episode when oh, she yeah. gets assaulted in the, like, she's trying to get medicine. Like, she's taking medicine from the the like higher deck like people's stores yeah. to just get everybody some medicine. Yeah, well she I mean from the get go, I mean we find out that the captain is the one who slept with Lorelai and that's a mm-hmm. big shock to her. 
Although she's sleeping with people too, it seems like a thing. Yeah, I mean, there's, they're all, everybody's sleeping around. Right, uh, and right. when she, when she's mad at him, she's not even mad that he slept with her. I think she knew about it. It's more embarrassing to her. Yeah, she's just mad that it was shown because, yeah. like, she's been working to build them up to be at the top of the yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's a dumb mistake for him to make, you know, with all the sacrifices that she's making. I also thought really cool that because we, we had sort of debated on whether or not they were actually in love. But seeing that her feelings were actually hurt and that she was like, well, you you haven't looked at me like that in a long time. That was really satisfying to see that, like, they actually do care about each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, do we know, uh, did I miss it? Who po- Did we find out who posted it? We know somebody with the captain's somebody with his code. access code, but it couldn't have been the captain. It was, pr- like, they never explicitly said, but mm-hmm. it's heavily implied that it was the girl who's whose name I can't remember the Jackie. new bl- Jackie mm-hmm. yes the blonde girl who's like trying to be the new her I suppose you could say right. um because she uh we see her later on in the episode that she had dealings with Rose mm-hmm. and that when um the the whole scheme about the um the illegitimate child backfired right. that you know that severed their ties yeah, well, they absolutely set that up, and that's why um, Captain's like, well, like, can I trust you? Or he asked her if she's loyal, and she's like, yeah, I just need you to deliver this package, which I'm like... Hey, yeah, it was probably all, easy to figure yeah, out being who set up, and it's like, well, okay, but then we can also get this other guy, like, off the council and basically, like, clear our names, which was was a cool, like, the the two of them, the, you know, um, Deandre and, uh, and Denninger really working together. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, um, I, I, that moment was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, look, the look that they gave each other, like well, it was a good like House of Cards moment yeah. because you have the husband and wife, and they're like, "Yeah, we make a good team." <laughs> um, but just like we knew when when he sent Jack, like when he sent Jackie down, they were like, "No, she's <laughs> yeah. you idiot! What are you doing?" Yeah, and then we see the little kid, and we're like, "Oh no." <laughs> Um, those are my reactions as I'm going through this. Yeah. Uh, um, but the moment that uh, they like tip, like the people, like, they come in and then they just they set up this other councilman guy. I wanted them to windmill high five, <laughs> like, <laughs> or, or either that or do like a little sly like bump on like. Fist bump. <laughs> oh no! They how long have high fives been around? Were they around in the 60s? Oh, they had to be around then. What about fist bumps? Probably not. How long have people been high-fiving? I don't know if they would be aware of fist bumps. high five's been around for quite some time. They don't know how to high-five. But you know what they they definitely weren't aware of was ALF. Oh, man. No, that was... Of all the programming, I guess ALF was... ALF was probably a good choice because no one... What on the ship would have any idea what they were looking at. High fives were invented in 1977 <gasps> in a Dodgers what? outfielder, Glenn Burke, when he spontaneously high-fived fellow outfielder, Dusty Baker. 1977? Thank you to Fact Machine, Stephen. Yeah. Thank you, Stephen, but they, they... By the way, it would be thought of by the Dodgers, the best team in baseball <laughs> yeah. ever. Before then, they just called it hat hitting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they use that voice from the 1940s <laughs> all the way until the 70s. Um, but like, okay, so when the broadcast comes through, I guess 
you know, based on the fact that it, Alf was there, and then yeah. like when Stokes was in the in the room, he was watching like was that Lost in Space? It was um, or Forbidden, Forbidden Planet. Planet. Forbidden yeah. Planet. They were like all this old stuff. I'm like sci-fi. You have rights to other things. <laughs> like you can Maybe. afford like some more recent. The Alf one, I'll forgive because they they could only be picking that up over UHF bands. And most UHF stations are not broadcasing modern television. The sure. few that, because there aren't even that many left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So fair enough. But that—that that was my question. I was like, who's broadcasting Alf right now? <laughs> Although I have to say, you have trouble getting signal like in a wide open space with like an <laughs> antenna. That's impressive underground through like what I'm imagining is many steel plates. The fact that they get any picture at all. Maybe they've got antennas at the top of the ship. Maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is a massive, a massive ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the perfect perfect go-to, though. Like, a you know, show about an alien. and you know, yeah. yeah. And again, it's, it's bizarre enough for somebody who's never looked at it before. Like, take somebody from the 60s, show them ALF, what are they going to think? It's going to be like, what the heck is this? I have this no idea. This is hilarious. <laughs> I think if you show somebody right now who doesn't know what it is, be like, well, what is this show? How did this get made? Who was in the boardroom when they pitched this show about an alien who eats cats? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, if no, they no, stay with me, guys, he's gonna eat cats. It's gonna be real funny. He's a puppet too, by the way. What? I mean, if you just saw Alf and like you didn't see anything else, like, could you maybe think that it's like an alien broadcast? <laughs> did, they gotta know about puppets. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, Adam. Fair enough. But it's still weird enough for you to be like, this isn't like anything I've ever seen. And he points out that the cars are different and the clothes clothes are different. different, Speaking of weird and never uh, experienced it before, what about when Viandra kissed um, James? (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) that was that was a. Interesting scene because yeah. obviously you know she just found out about her husband and Lorelai. Do you think because James and Lorelai used to be a thing? Do you think this was kind of just her own way of being vindictive against Lorelai and her husband, mm. even though Lorelai's gone now? Um, no, I guess my, the way I saw it is like she goes for that skinny dip, like she kicks everyone, she like snaps her fingers and kicks everyone else out yeah. of the pool, goes for a nice skinny dip, and when she gets out, she sees this kid who, because she's just coming off talking about her husband and how he doesn't look at her like he looked at Lorelai, and she sees this kid oh, who yeah. is just staring like John open Ford. mouth, <laughs> like, oh my god, and in fairness, I would be in the <laughs> same space. It's Trisha Heffler. Anyone know. who's human would be doing yeah. that. Yeah, um, and I think she is just so... Hot. Excited, like, yes, but it's so excited to be looked at that way. Yeah, again. yeah totally, totally. Well, and it, it's you see the look on her face too. She's like, "Yeah, I still got it," and is able to just walk away right yeah. after that. She's like, "Yeah, I've still got it." Struts off. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Trisha Heffler is like the only one taking off her clothes on this show. Like, she's the only one that we've seen like nudity from. I'm, I'm like, is she the only one? Not that I'm like complaining that it's her or anything, but I'm just like. She's the only one who consistently does that on the show. You're right. We need uh, Aaron. We we need him <laughs> to do his part. Yeah. 
I mean, he's on an alien world. I don't know that he's going to be really <laughs> he getting... He can go skinny dipping. There could be water on this alien world. There's mud, I think. Do his thing. I mean, if it is if it is proximum, if it is where they were heading, you have to assume that they've There's some... somehow checked it to be like, that's a habitable world. They're not like, let's launch at this <laughs> random place and just hope. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> Otherwise, his part of the story, if it continues, is going to be very short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I have to, like, well, somebody has to get there soon or he's going to die real quick. Yeah, unless unless there's ways for him to get food or, or, like I said, unless, like, Krista starts teleporting more people there. Uh, yeah, otherwise he's going to be, it's going to be like Sir um, Castaway. Yeah, he is in a, space. He's effectively playing Castaway, except that there's no ship, like there's no lifeboat coming, and he doesn't have a volleyball to help. Yeah, him. even if Ascension were to launch right now, it's a hundred years <laughs> yeah. away. Unless Christy uses her magic electricity powers to transport everybody. Yeah, or just transport him a friend. <laughs> <laughs> just one. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> Just Mrs. Vanderhouse. Yeah, here's that girl you like. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, but like, I just want to touch on real quick before we wrap up uh, Viandra's storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, those moments where she like stood up to Rose were yeah. so intense and fantastic. Yeah. And credit to uh, both actors in that scene, Trisha yeah. Heffler especially, did yeah. a fantastic job in this episode. Her arc in this, I liked it a lot. Yeah. In this seat, in this over these three or six episodes, depending on how you look at it, um, has been fantastic. She went from the vindictive, like, we saw her outwardly as the vindictive, uh, like, controlling madam who's running this ship from the underground to the broken wife of the captain who knows that she has to sleep around, that he has to sleep around, that they have to do these things that hurt each other mm-hmm. in order to, to do what they want to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. And that, but is truly in love with this guy. Yeah. To the strongest, like most badass captain that we've seen so far. Oh yeah, especially that moment on the bridge where he comes in, Rose comes in, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to take over because I'm the highest." Like, Actually, I already changed that, you know, because we're in a state of emergency. So uh, you can go ahead and get off yeah, the bridge. She froze the chain of command, which begs the question: When her husband comes back from Ooh, uh, yeah. from the lower levels. Is she going to give it back to him? <laughs> she did freeze the chain of command. She's acting captain right now. She could depose him if she wanted to. She could. I feel like she wouldn't, but she's going to she's not leaving that bridge. <laughs> like she's yeah. not going anywhere. We're co-captains now. <laughs> That's I mean, the thing. Yeah. The thing is they very much were co-captains the whole time. Oh, like yeah. she by running the stewardess crew, she's very much controlling the flow of Information on the ship, um, while he controls the day to day. Right. Um, oh, it's, it's they're like the greatest power couple. <laughs> um, but yeah, so kudos to everybody there. Yeah. Oh, but also that moment where Rose is like, "What kind of man lets his wife go off and sleep with somebody else?" And like the kind of man who's not threatened by another man. Yeah. 
And I just like she could almost like knee him in the balls <laughs> at that point, um, or headbutt him because that's like everybody's go-to move. Yeah, it seems like everybody loves to headbutt. Like Stokes headbutts, uh, Medici headbutts. It's just like a thing where it's just like, well, if you want to take somebody out, just smash your face. Yeah. Speaking of Stokes, let's let's talk about Stokes and Samantha uh, Kruger on their little adventure. Yeah. Um, she Man. just like breaks him out and uh, right away. And, and at that point, were well, you guys questioning like what what was going on? Well, he well, he breaks himself out because you have like that orderly who like puts the pills in his mouth and doesn't make sure that he swallows them. It's kind of weird, but he's like, yeah, put these pills in your mouth. Like, well, don't check if he swallowed them for sure. But like he breaks himself out, and then we got and got the answer to that question. Like, what, where does he think he is? Like, what has he figured out? And he's like, he thinks he's still in the ship. He's mm-hmm. thinking, like, what deck am I on at this point? Like, I'm don't tell the captain I'm not taking any of his stuff or whatever he said. Yeah, he takes her hostage, and then, and then when he learns the truth, it completely breaks him, and oh, that's yeah. that's when she has to take charge of the situation and try her best to get him out because, again, it's it's been compromised at this point, and she wants to do something good too. She yeah. wants to save him in her own way, but you know can't. It doesn't really work out that way, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre. Like, I guess that what I mean. Also, kudos to Brad Carter yeah. in this episode. Those nice moments. See, really, like, that moving. breakdown moment was just like, but I just I don't understand. Like, well, I guess you wouldn't. No, what, yeah. what exactly are you like, gonna? Why? Why is the ship still here? But we took off. Like, no, you've been here the whole time. And the brain starts trying to reason it out. Like, yeah. oh, we landed, I guess. But that doesn't. He's like, that doesn't make sense yeah. either. Um, like, how? Where are? Like, are we on Proxima? There's like all this infrastructure around yeah. us. Um, and then he, when he finally figures out that finds out that they're on Earth, he yeah. just loses it because. Again, it's the Truman Show. Like, but the Truman Show, like, realistically, does not end with "Good afternoon, good evening, and good night." Yeah. It ends with "What is wrong with you people? <laughs> I'm gonna kill all of you, monsters." Yeah. <laughs> My life was a lie. Yeah, um, and this is even more so because, or I guess maybe a little bit less because at least the other people around him didn't know. Well, and and when they go outside too to see the memorial, and he comes to the realization that oh, everybody yeah. on that wall died not knowing the truth, including his son, who he didn't know was dead. Yeah, yeah. that oh. that was another heartbreaking thing for him. And I'm surprised that he did as well by the end of this episode as he did, because I could have easily seen him just going into a catatonic state and being <laughs> sure. completely useless for the rest of the episode. I mean, he kind of does just go get drunk and then he's like sitting in front of the TV. <laughs> yeah. He also performed basic surgery. Good yeah, he him. removed a bullet <laughs> and sewed her up to the point where she could walk around. Yeah, that's true. But my big question is as, as all this stuff is happening is what is Samantha's plan here? What are, also what does she want? Like what is her end game? Well, before she was murdered, uh it was again she it's kind of just this desperate plea of she's now a part of this Mm -hmm. and this guy now knows the truth he's either going to be locked away for the rest of his life or he's going to be killed and that means his blood is on her hands so her only option is to try to find the one person who she thinks might be able to help and try to get him out for a semblance of a normal life and I, I guess that's what she's going for and maybe also 
exposing the people who are running the experiment so that everybody on the ship has a chance at a normal life. That's my only guess because yeah. we we don't ever really get to see where she was going to go with it because she she fell for the trap. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, Catherine asks this, and I'm curious what you guys think. Is she working for somebody else? Man, that's a really good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Like, I think that. I don't really know that she has a plan. I think she's kind <laughs> yeah. of making it up as she goes. Like, well, uh, we got to get out of the country and here's some passports and that kind of thing. Although she was prepared. Yeah. She was prepared like to jet. That's that the thing. She you to believe that she does work for somebody because, like, yeah. I don't know that you can just get, pat, like, ten passports and, like... Yeah, she's not there. like a consultant who works for the TC group and came in to be, no. like, the independent, like, person to study, like, see what Harris was doing. Like... She had some secret agent stuff going on. Like, she mm-hmm. had cat, like, big bundles of cash, mm-hmm. multiple passports, all this. Like, she yeah. had a drop car. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, where'd that car come from? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's conceivable that she is working either for a government agency or for another group that is suspicious of either the TC group or this project specifically and mm-hmm. wanted discretion. And But then she gets shot in the face. Yeah, a tough day for her. Right shot through twice. the eye. And she just survived that other bullet. Like, mm, can't really catch that one. And up. that was quick, too. Like, yeah. I was just thinking about Rush Hour, where it's like, break the wrist, walk away. <laughs> um, and it, it just, like, bang, like, in a flash. She's dead. And, like, I, yeah, I, maybe it was blinked, just me yelling. And Ava but, had the gun. Yeah. I was like, whoa! I was just yelling. I like that she pieces that together, though, when she's, like, when Evo's like, oh, like, it's better than stockyards or whatever, and then she pulls the gun on her. Um, Personally thought she should have been a little faster on the trigger there, but, you know. She should have just shot her right away, but I don't know, maybe she felt bad or thought she could get a little bit more information. Yeah, probably trying to figure out, like, who do you, you, like, work for and that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess... um, you know, it makes so much sense, though. Like, she calls it the honeypot. Like, they yeah. enticed her with an attractive woman. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I guess, the only reason they set up that she was gay. Um, I was actually uh, yeah, thinking... I, I didn't even really think of it in, in terms of her being attracted to this other person. I was thinking more just of the... You know the the actual trap setup. I wouldn't have it except that she referred to it as a honeypot, which Archer taught me <laughs> is um, when you lure, when you lure somebody with sex. Um, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that, but you're right. Archer was the first time I heard that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, where was it? Oh. Um, but to set up, like, the leading conspiracy theorist, of course, if somebody gets, starts to get close to it, that's the first person they'll go to. Yeah. And then they basically have somebody stationed to, like, head off sure. anyone that is even well, thinking Well, I guess that, that, too, is, like, when, when Eva's just like, well, maybe we, maybe we can just tell them that we're going to go away and that kind of thing. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. If she's it makes a lot more sense big, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, now it yeah. does. But I was like, she's a big conspiracy theorist, and suddenly she's going to trust the government. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, no, because she was trying to find a way out of it. I well, guess. with the TC group, and, you know, uh, as we as we, we got to wrap up, yeah. running out of time, but at, my last thought's like, with the TC group, are... I'm less. I believe less that this is at all anything to do with the government. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think of some some other outside interested party. Yeah, it's just like a private entity. Maybe a private company or, you know, a lot of this was a large military project. Maybe they're military contractors of some sort. Yeah, like some different, like the CIA is a different version, you know, than the FBI and like these other groups that they can't communicate with each other maybe, something like that. Yeah, um, lots of possibilities. We have so many questions. Yeah. So many questions. <laughs> I hope that we get a season two so we can get answers to some of those questions. Um, but that's going to do it for Ascension here at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you guys so much for joining us these three days, these six hours of uh, television. Um, so if people want to keep up with you, they want to see you on other shows. Are we not going to predict anything here? Is that the, no, I think no. we've been predicting all episode, <laughs> yeah. and we're getting we're getting the wrap-up sign. All right. Um but Isaac Johnson. Uh, yeah, you can keep up with me on Twitter at Isaac Johnson, Instagram the Isaac Johnson, and check out my YouTube page, also the Isaac Johnson. I've got a music video and a short on there. Cool. You can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, including uh, Agent Carter, which is coming up in January, Classic Who, and Sword Art Online. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz, a whole bunch of shows, Agent Carter with Megan Salinas, uh, Classic Who, uh, Archer uh, coming <laughs> up in the spring, um, and lots of other stuff. Uh, be sure to tune in. I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.